Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another evening to be in your presence, to study your word. We pray, O oh God, that as we are gathered here, we are trusting that you bless our life. You speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name that you will come and teach us. Holy Spirit, we pray for your presence here with us. We ask for utterance and we ask for a heart that is receptive to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray that we will not leave your presence the same. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, God bless you for joining today for our midweek Bible study. Um, <clears throat> we have been dealing with uh, the book of Revelations for some time now. Um, today, we are going to continue with... The last time we got to chapter 14, and so today we are starting with chapter 15. Um, in chapter 14, we discussed how the 144 Jewish men were raptured. Um, we, we saw how angels were assigned <clears throat> to bring their everlasting gospel, and then other angels were also assigned to um, warn the people of um, the... Um, the indignation or the wrath of God that was to come, and so we discussed chapter fourteen, and we we saw that in chapter the in, in I mean the last part of the chapter we saw that Jesus Christ came for the last harvest, um, and then we saw another harvest, which was the Bible says that they were cast into the vine press, um, and they were trampled outside the city and so that was not the harvest of that's not the harvest that takes us in that takes people into eternity or that's not the harvest into heaven but that tells us that it was harvest that of, of souls that went into hell the bible tells us in matthew chapter 13 that there is going to be it, it jesus christ was telling us the parable of the um the wheat and the tares where he said that the wheat is going to be harvested and the tares was going to be harvested and Revelation chapter 14 emphasizes that point or reminds us of that um, um, parable that Jesus Christ told. And so today we are going to start with Revelation chapter 15. Revelation chapter 15 is um, an introduction for chapter 16. It's just like an interlude for chapter 16. Chapter 16 is when the final wrath of God is going to be released. That is the... Um, the seven bowls that contains the wrath of God is going to be released in chapter 16. And so we are going to read chapter um, 15. It's it's a very short chapter and just gives us more information on, um, just give us more information on things that we have discussed already or things that is going to have, um, yeah, things that we have already discussed, I believe. So I'm just going to read chapter um, 15 quickly and then we'll go into chapter 16 um, because chapter 16 actually has the um the seven bowls of god's wrath right so chapter 15 revelation chapter 15 verse 1 <clears throat> and i saw another sign in heaven great and marvelous seven angels having the seven la having the seven last plagues for in them the wrath of god is complete and so john is saying that he saw another sign appearing in heaven and um this time he saw the seven angels having the seven last plagues. Like I said last week, the seven is a number of completion. It's a number of um. It's a number of completion, meaning that at, at this seven last seals. So we have seen seven, diff three different sevens. We saw the seven seals, and in the seventh seal there were seven trumpets, and in the uh, and then we are going to look at the seven bowls of. Of the wrath of God. So the angel is saying here that John is saying here that he saw seven angels having seven last plagues. So these are the last plagues. This is towards the final end of the the last three and a half years. He says that for in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like sea of glass mingled with fire. Those who have victory over the beast. Those who have victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over 
the number of his name standing on the sea of glass having halves of of God they sing the song of Moses the servant of God and the song the song of the lamb great and marvelous are your works lord god almighty just and true are your ways o king of the saints you shall not who shall not fear you o lord and glorify your name for you alone are holy for all nations shall come and worship before you for your judgment are manifested and so John sees next the next thing he sees. We have already read the harvest of the final harvest. The next thing John sees is that the tribulation saints are before the throne of God and they are worshiping. So this is a picture of the tribulation saints before the wrath of God. This includes the 144,000 people. This includes the um the harvest or the, the people who are won over by the 144,000 people and they are in the presence of God. They are before the throne and they are singing the song of Moses. If you read Exodus chapter 15, when the when Israelites were re, um, delivered out of Egypt, they sang a song unto God. So the song of Moses is a song of deliverance. When people are really um, are delivered out of um when, when the people were delivered out of Egypt, and so it's a song of deliverance. And the Bible says that in um in, in verse 3. He says that, and they sing a song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. And so the King of the saints here is Jesus Christ. He's the only one who fits this description. He's the King of all kings, and he's the King of all the saints who will make it into heaven. All the people that he had sanctified, he is their leader and he is their king. And so verse chapter 15 gives us another vision of heaven where we see the tribulation saints, the people who came with the last flight and they are in the presence of God at this time. And they are singing a song unto God. After these things, because the Bible says these are the people who had victory over the Antichrist, over the mark of the Antichrist, and over his name. So these are victorious people, victorious believers who make it into heaven, even during the tribulation, because those people are going to um they are going to have victory over the Antichrist. It means they will not take the mark, they will not bow to his name, they will not um be one of the one of his followers but they are going to stick to faith in jesus christ and that is why they will get victory over the name of the antichrist over the mark of the antichrist and over all the schemes and the plans of the antichrist these people are now in the presence of god in heaven and now the bible says after these things i looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened and out of the temple came seven angels, having seven plagues, clothed in white, bright linen, and having their chest gathered with gold bands. Then one of the four, four living creatures came to the seven angels, gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls of the wrath of God, who lives forever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed and so we saw in the four living creatures that we saw in chapter five one of them came to give to the angels the bowl all the seven angels the bowls of um the wrath of god and the bible says the glory of god filled the temple now this gives us an idea that there is a temple in heaven. And that is why I think in one of our studies, Pastor Steve was talking about the fact that the temple that they built in the Old Testament, the temple that God instructed Moses to build, was after the pattern of the temple that is in heaven. And that is why God was very particular about the dimensions and the things that he asked Moses to do. Because it was, it was just a replica of the temple in heaven. And so... Uh, because we believe it is just a replica of the temple in heaven. And so the Bible says that when then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven bowls full of the wrath of God, then the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. 
and his power, and no one was able to enter the temple to the seven plagues were complete. So this is talking about a temple that was in heaven. And at the point when the wrath, final wrath of God was going to be released, the Bible says that the temple was filled with the, um, the glory of God, that no one else could enter the temple until the plagues were completed. And so this, this um, takes us into chapter 16, um, chapter um, 15 gives us an introduction, sets the stage for what is going to happen for the release of the bowls. And so after chapter 16, uh, 15 has told us that the bowls of containing God's wrath has been given to seven different angels. That chapter closes and then we enter into chapter 16. The Bible says, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the bowls of the wrath on, of the wrath of God on the earth. So the and the voice have instructed the angels to go after the bowls were given to the angels. The voice instructed them, instructed them to go out to the uh, and start pour, um, pouring out the wrath of God on the earth. So the Bible says, so the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul, loosome soul came upon the man. So, and um, came upon the man who had the mark of the beast and those who worship his image. Now, at this point on earth, the people who are left are the people who have rejected Jesus Christ, rejected the love of God, rejected the salvation that has been made available. And so for these people, they have made a choice that they, are not, they don't want God's salvation. And so at this point, they are going to face God's wrath. At this point, all the people left because the last group of saints have been raptured already. All the people who are left on earth at this point are the people who have decided that they don't want to accept Jesus Christ. They have made a choice that they are going to pay for their own sins. That is what rejecting Jesus Christ means. And so the first angel came out, poured out his bowl. And the Bible says that <clears throat> there was a terrible sore on the people. They began to have sores all over them. Now, this is very similar to what happened in the book of Exodus chapter 9, where there was boils on Egypt, all the um, <clears throat> Egyptians, when they refused to let the Israelites go. And so the first angel pours out his bowl, the bow containing the wrath of God and there is source on the people living on earth at that time. Now the second angel, the second angel also comes in, pours out his bow on the sea and it became blood as of a dead man and every living creature in the sea died. Now that is very similar to what happened in Exodus chapter 7, where the, the water in Egypt became blood. So the Bible says, and remember, this, at, that, at this point, there was only two-thirds of the waters because one-third of the water has already um, been destroyed. So the rest, the rest of the water that is left now has become blood. And can you imagine the stink at that time? Because if the water has become blood, every living thing in the water has died. You can imagine the smell at that time that all the waters has died. The, uh, I mean, all the waters on the earth at that point has become blood. All the living creatures in the water at that time will die. You can imagine the, the strong smell that that, will, that is going to cause here, on, that is going to cause on earth. But when the second angel poured, that was what happened. The sea became blood as of a dead man and every living creature in the sea died. That is going to be a very, very strong smell at this point. Now the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water. They became blood. And I heard the angel, <clears throat> the angel of the water saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is, who was, and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of your saints and the prophet, and you have given them blood to drink. That's a very important point. For it is they are just due. And I heard another angel from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgment. Now, the point here in 
verse 6 is telling us that at this point there is no water for people to drink because all the waters have turned to blood the sea has turned to blood even the spring and the um, the rivers have also turned to blood so he's the angel is saying that they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets they have killed a lot of saints they have killed a lot of prophets and you have given them blood to drink these guys the people living on earth at that time will not even have water to drink the water, because all the water has t- has been turned to blood at this point, and the people, you can imagine the thirst. First of all, we can see that they have sores all around them when the first angel came. The second angel came. The water, the seas turned into blood. This that begin. I, I believe the earth began will begin to smell at that point. Now the third angel, the rivers and the spring of water that is left has turned to blood. Where are the people going to get water to drink? So at this point, the people do not even have water to drink. And look at what the angel said, that you are righteous. Even in the judgment of God, he's righteous. Um, Some people will say, if God is loving, if God loves man, why is he um, allowing all these things to happen? Now, God has demonstrated his love over and over and over again for mankind. Bible says God demonstrated his ultimate love for mankind. When he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die. Now, after Jesus Christ died, look at the number of years we have to take a decision. Man has the sin nature without Jesus Christ. When somebody becomes saved, the the sin nature is taken away and is replaced with the righteous nature that comes from Jesus Christ. Now, God wants to get rid of sin totally. And therefore, the sin nature will have to be gotten rid of. The sin nature will have to be removed from the earth. And so when God is going to bring a new heaven and a new earth, the new heaven and the new earth, there will not be sin and there will not be anyone who has the sin nature. And so God wants every man to be saved. So he gave man an opportunity over and over again. Even from the beginning of the tribulation, we saw that God, after he started introducing the tribulation, still allow the gospel to be preached so that people will come to salvation. But these people have decided that they will stay with the sin nature. And because they they have chosen the sin nature, and it is in God's plan to destroy the sin nature, then that they have to be destroyed as well because the new heaven and the new earth will not have sin. And so God is getting rid of this is getting rid of sin totally is getting rid of satan and his demons totally he's wiping and cleansing the earth and therefore the people who have chosen to live with the sin nature will have to face the wrath of god amen and so god is just he wants everyone to reject the sin nature and choose the righteous nature but the people who decide that I am choosing and I'm going to die with the sin nature, those people are going to face the wrath of God. And so God is a just judge because he has given man the free will. Man is a free will, a free moral agent. Man can choose between wrong and good. Man can choose to be saved or reject Jesus Christ. And that is why God is just when he brings judgment to man because man exercised his free will those who are facing the wrath of God right now, they exercise their free will towards displeasing God or rejecting Jesus Christ. And that is why they are facing the wrath of God. And so God is just when he brings judgment to the sons of disobedience. Again, God has warned man several years in advance that these things are going to happen. It is obvious he doesn't want anyone to end up there. And that is why he has warned us several years in advance. So when we read this thing, it's for our learning. It's not for us to be afraid of the things that is to come, but it's for our learning so that we'll make a smart choice, so that we'll exercise our free will towards salvation. Amen. So then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over this place. And they did not repent and give glory to God. So it's obvious these guys have made their choice. 
You see that when you read in Revelation chapter 8, verse 12, when we read Revelation chapter 8, verse 12, when the seals were being opened, we saw that when one of the seals were opened, the sun refused to, the sun stopped shining um, uh, about two thirds of the day. But here we see the opposite. Now the sun begins to shine in a manner that it is, it's so hot that the heat that is given out, burning the people who are living on earth and listen to what the man did when they were being burnt and they were facing the wrath of god these guys did at this point it still did not even give glory to god they blaspheme against god they insulted god Be- god is the one who had power over this place if per per chance these guys would have even appealed to the mercy of god cried out to god if per chance we know that at this point, there is no more salvation for them. But I think that God having power over this place to stop the plagues, that's, I don't think the smartest thing, thing to do at this point was even to blaspheme his name. But these guys, because they have already made the choice, taking the mark of the beast, there is no repentance for them. They rather blaspheme the name of God and did not repent. The Bible reminds us that God is the one who had power over this place. But they still did not revere God. And they, did, they continued to blaspheme and they did not repent. So the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast. And his kingdom became full of darkness. And they gnawed with their t- tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of the pains. And they are sores, and they did not repent of their deeds. So these people just refused to repent. The Bible says the kingdom became full of darkness. And so there is a bad smell. There is, um, they don't have water to drink. They are, they are thirsty. And there is heat. So <laughs> these guys are already thirsty. Now there is a lot of heat. And you know when the sun is shining, you, you want water to drink. These guys, there's a lot of heat on earth. They don't have water to drink. All they have available is blood. And there is darkness. And I believe there's a bad smell as well because the waters have been turned to blood. This is like just like a foretaste of hell. At that point, the Bible says, The seeth angel poured out his bowl on, on the great river Ephrates, and it was dried up. So that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they had the spirit for they are spirit of demons performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them together, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty, behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garment, lest he walk naked, and they shall see, him, and they shall see his shame. And they gathered um, them together to the place called in Hebrew Amakedon. And so now, the Bible tells us when the thief angel pours out his bow. There is a deceiving spirit that comes out of the mouth of the dragon, the prophet, the, uh, the false prophet, and the beast. And it goes out to deceive the entire world. And this deceiving spirit will bring the entire world together. And they will come together to come and fight against Jesus Christ. So that is the purpose of this deception. That, that, that demon that went out of the mouths of um, the evil, the three evil people, um, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet... And they, they saw them perform some wonders and some signs. And so I, I, I'm thinking that these signs and wonders convince the people. And they deceive them to come together and fight. To, to come together to fight against Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? That people will gather together at, one, at a particular time. People who God had created. Creatures that God has created will gather together. Make, make plans to come and fight against God. And so they will come, to the spirit here, verse 6, um, the seed angel here, verse 12, will, will, um, when the bowl is released, that the demon, the false prophet, and the dragon, uh, I'm sorry, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet will go out there, deceive the entire world. Remember, at this point, all those who are living on earth are doomed for destruction. 
deceive the entire world and they will gather themselves to come to the Armageddon um, battle. The Bible says that in verse 17, the seventh angel poured out the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done. Now, like we've said, the seven, this is the, the last seven. It is the completion of the wrath of God. It is the final release of God's wrath upon the earth. And so when the last bowl was, was opened, the seventh bowl was opened, the angel said, it is done. And there were noises and there were thundering and lightning and there was great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on earth. Now, the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. The great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men and each hailstone about the height of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since the plague was exceedingly great. And so when, when the seventh angel blow, um, blew his, um, uh, poured out his bowl, the Bible says there was noise and there was a great earthquake. Now, you can imagine all the earthquakes that have happened and the, the kind of um, disruptions that have been caused by these earthquakes and how people... Um, Part of the earth was broken. People's ha uh, people's houses were broken. Um, the rivers came upon um, the, the land and all those things. Think about all those things. And the Bible says that this particular earthquake that is going to happen, there has never been anything like it before on earth. On earth. And, and this earthquake will cause the island to flee. The mountains will not even be found. And the Bible says that there was great hail from heaven that fell upon the men. The men. And because of that, the people continue to blaspheme against God and they did not repent. Now we move into chapter 17. Right. Now we, we discussed about uh we 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 already discussed the um um we, we, we already talked about Babylon in I think chapter chapter 13 we talked about Babylon um and so chapter 17 gives us more insight about this entity uh, called Babylon. And we are going to read about it. Um, we might go back a little. Um, <clears throat> we might touch again on the um, Daniel chapter 7 and look at Daniel's vision chap in chapter 7. We, this time we, I want us to read it in the Amplified. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to read chapter 17 now. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I'll show you the judgment of the great Harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made to drink, were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of names of blasphemy, with seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abomination and the filthiness of her fornication. And her forehead was written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of Harlot and of the abomination of the earth. Now, this um, this Harlot that the Bible is talking about here is a religious entity that is going to um, show up before um, before the, the um, before the release of the um, the Antichrist. And so, when you read. Second Thessalonians, it talks about uh, the great, the great fall away. <clears throat> From verse one to verse twelve, I'm going to read quickly. Um, Second Thessalonians, the Bible says, "Now, brethren, um, yeah, I can just read from verse one. 
2 Thessalonians chapter 2, from verse 1 to 12. Now, brethren, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering of the saints together to him. Sorry. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together of the saints, the gathering together to him, we, we ask you not to be soon shaken in your mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter. I see from us as though the day of Christ has come. Let no one deceive you by any means. That day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. So this tells us that there's going to be a falling, a falling away. There's going to be the man of sin and the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above that all that is called God and all that is worship. So he sits as God in the temple, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining him, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, he who now restrains will do so until he is taken away. And I think I, I mentioned that the church is the one who restrains the Antichrist and the revelation of the Antichrist. Um, some people believe that it is um, the Holy Spirit, but I believe that it's the church. And the lawless, not, the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the bright, brightness of his coming. And this is going to happen at the Armageddon when there is going to be the war. So there's going to be a falling away and this will be in the form of some false religious entity. And the Bible talks about it here, how that religious entity is going to be destroyed. Now, the Bible says that in verse 17, one of the angels, um, one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls. Now, they have poured out the seven bowls who already talked with me, saying to me, come, I'll show you the judgment of, of the great harlot who sits on many waters. Now, many waters from... On the book of Daniel, we know that when he talks about many waters, and I think um, from verse 15 again, he's going to explain, verse 15 of chapter 17, is going to explain what the many waters are. So this harlot, this religious entity, sits upon many waters, which means it's going to be a combination. It's going to be made up of a lot of people, multitude, nations, and people of various tongues. They will come together under this religious entity or this um that is identified as a harlot here in the book of Revelation. So he, the Bible says that the, the harlot, come, I'll show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. So the harlot here is sitting on many waters. It means that a lot of people are going to find themselves in this false religion. And the Bible says, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. They are going to be kings, people with great power and authority. And if you know very, um, if you know the Babylon, um, if you, we look at how even the um, Babylonian kingdom related with the Israelites in, um, in the book of Daniel. The Bible says that they actually wanted the prince, the prince, um, the princess in Israel, and they wanted the prominent people of Israel. And so people like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were princes in Israel. And those were the people that were the target of the people of Babylon, and they were brought into slavery. And so, again, you see that kings here have been affected with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. So people in great authority and great power are going to give in to this false religion. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now, fornication in this context is talking about when people turn their backs from God and go after other gods who we know as believers that they are not truly God. So fornication in this context is talking about the rejection of Jesus Christ and going after other gods. Now the Bible tells us, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which had full uh, names full of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Now in the vision of Daniel, seven heads and ten horns are also explained. In that vision, that they um, there were kings, um, um, there were kings and people, uh, um, uh, there were kings and kingdom. Let's let's read um, the book of Daniel again, um, Daniel chapter seven, and this time I'm going to read in the Amplified because I'm, I'll be using that to make another um, point later on. So I'm reading the book, um, 
the book of Daniel. I think I might probably have a slide that have that has it, so that I can share that with you as well. Um, I'm on eighty-seven now. All right, perfect. So I'm going to read from this particular slide. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and a vision appeared in his mind as he laid on his bed. Then he wrote the dream down and related it. Related a summary of it. Daniel said, I saw in the vision of the night, behold, four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. That is, the, This is the amplified version. It says nations into bracket. Then, and four great beasts, each different from the other, were coming out of the sea in succession. So Daniel saw four beasts coming out of the sea. One come first, the second, the third, and the fourth. The first is the Babylonian Empire. So it's the Amplified even makes it clear, telling us the specific beast. Now, the Babylonian Empire was one of the empires that came up during the intertestamental period or the 400 silent years. We saw the I'm sorry, the Babylonian, Babylonian Empire was one of the empires. At the, um, this was one of the empires that Daniel also um, experienced, not the 400 years, I'm sorry. So we read the other empires that came between the intertestamental periods. The Babylonian Empire is in the Bible, and we read about it. That is where it's one of the empires that Daniel lived in during that time. So the first empire, which is the Babylonian Empire, and the Nebuchadnezzar is in the Bible. It's in the book of Daniel. was like a lion. In hard wings of an eagle, I kept looking until its wings were plucked, and it was lifted up from the ground. So the first beast is an empire, is an is a kingdom that we saw in the Bible. Now was made to stand. It was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man, a human, a man, a human mind was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one. That is the Mediopatian Empire. And that also Daniel lived in this empire as well. So after the Babylonian Empire, the Babylonian Kingdom, there was another kingdom that was the Mediopatian Empire. And Daniel lived part of this empire as well. And was like a bear. And it was raised up on one side, domain. And three ribs were in the mouth between its teeth. And it was told, Arise, devour much meat. After that, after this, I looked. I was looking and behold, another one, that is the Grecian, the Greek empire also came up having four heads. That is the, um, this is Alexandra's generals. No, I think I, three ribs were given it between it and it was told, arise, devour much meat. After this, I kept looking and behold, another empire, the Greek empire of Alexandra the Great. Now, these are the empires that happened in the intertestamental periods this was after daniel after daniel has had written this vision he saw that these empires were going to happen and so this is um the empire the greek empire and then um alexandra the great which um if you read a bit of history this is like a very popular um figure when you talk about the 400 silent years and the kingdoms that came up this was um, this person was one of um, this kingdom was one of the great ones, and he was a very young leader. So the Bible says that um, this Daniel saw this as a beast. The Amplified has even explained what the beast or which kingdoms that um, that we are talking about here when we talk about the beast. So he says this is the kingdom of um, the Greek Empire that's Alexander under Alexandra the the Great. Um, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings, like those of a bird. The beast also had four heads. That is the. So we saw again, we see again here, the beast having four heads. Now these heads have been explained in Daniel's, in, I'm sorry, in the Amplified as the generals, Alexandra's generals who were his successors. And power to rule was given to it. After these, I kept looking in the night vision and behold, I saw the fourth beast. The fourth beast again is another kingdom. That is the Roman Empire. Terrible and extremely strong. And it had huge iron teeth. So the four beasts that Daniel saw in the vision are different, different empires that are going to that were going to come up 
that at the point that Daniel was writing this book, Daniel lived in the Babylonian Empire. He lived in the Medo-Persian Empire as well. And Daniel was gone. Bible says that he, the angel told him to just seal the book and then put it put it down because it's not during his time. So Daniel saw that after that they were going to be the Greek Empire under Alexander the Great, and they were going to be the Roman Empire. And so he saw all the four beasts that Daniel saw were different, different kingdoms and different, different empires. Terrible and extremely strong. And it had, it had huge um, iron teeth. Now the Roman Empire, it, I'm sorry, let me, let's just move on. It devoured and crashed and trampled down what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that came before it. It had ten horns. Amplified explained the ten horns to be ten kings. And we'll go back to Revelation, so keep that at the back of your mind. Ten kings or ten leaders. When I, while I was considering the, the, um, the horns, behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one. And three of the first horns were pulled up to the root before it. And behold, his horns were, uh, um, were eyes like the eyes of a man and boasting of great things now i i highlighted the red the other another horn because that talks about the antichrist and i'm um i'm just going to continue to read um briefly from my from my bible here so verse 9 says i kept if you have the amplified you can turn to the amplified and read together so now this new from verse 8 it talks about a beast that is has come up again and now the bible says i kept looking until Verse 9, I kept looking until thrones were, were set up and the ancient of days, that is God, took his seat. His garment was as white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was flames of fire. Its each wheels were burning, were burning fire. The river of fire was flowing and coming out of from before him. A thousand, ten thousands were attending him a thousand times ten thousand are standing before him the court was seated the books were open then i kept looking because this because of the sound of the great and boastful words which the horn was speaking i kept looking until the beast was slain its body was destroyed and given to ben as for the rest of the beast their power was taken away yet their lives was prolonged for the length of their lives was fixed for a determined period. And so this particular last one is talking about um, the Antichrist. When you read from verse verse um, 23, when the angel comes to explain the vision to Daniel, it makes it even clearer that the last horn that will come up is talking about Antichrist. Now, we have seen from the book of Daniel that the various beasts that were coming up from the sea were different kingdoms. Amplified even specifies um, which kingdom the beasts were coming from. Verse 9, um, chapter 9, 26 and 28. This is also the Amplified. It says that after 62 weeks, the anointed one will be cut off. Now, the Roman Empire was the empire in place when um, Jesus Christ came. Um, the church collapsed the Roman Empire. The presence of the church was what caused the Roman Empire to collapse. Now, Um, verse 26 says, After 62 weeks, the anointed one will be cut off and denied him his messianic kingdom and have nothing and no one to defend him. And the people of the other prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The other prince who is to come is the um, the Antichrist. The Bible says the people of the other prince who is to come will go and destroy the sanctuary very important another very important point it's its end will come with a flood even to the end there will be there will be war dissolution are determined and he will enter into a binding and irrevocable covenant with many for one week now i think we have made this point already that the antichrist will sign a treaty for one week <coughs> that is for seven years and in the middle of the treaty that is in the first the next the first three and a half years he will break the treaty now 
the Roman Empire was destroyed. Um, the Roman Empire destroyed Jerusalem and the temple in AD 68 and 70. Now, this tells us that the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now, I, I mean, I think I've gone beyond the point that I wanted to make here. But the point I wanted to make were the ten horns, the seven heads and the ten horns here. But again, we'll come to some of the things that we have discussed here and in, in the... Um, in, in the amplified version as we we, um, we we move on and so this talks about the destruction of um, um, the harlot it talks about the fact that the seven there were seven heads and ten horns that is explained in the vision of Daniel that we just read in the amplified Bible says that I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of martyrs of Jesus and when I saw her I marveled with great amazement there are a lot of um, believers a lot of christians who um, are going to be martyred as a result of this false religion as a result of this forced um, um, um kingdom or the the religion um sorry the religion of the harlot or the false religion because of that a lot of believers were going to be martyred the bible says he was drunk with the blood of the saints people are going to be killed because of that um, by the end by the angel said to me why did you marvel I tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which had seven heads and ten horns. We saw the seven heads again. We saw the heads and the horns again. That the ten horns in the from the book of Daniel are kings. And there were and on it were seven heads. Others that came up, and there were three horns, specifically the horns. So we have seen the that the the, the horns are kings. And then we have seen the heads as well um, from the book of Daniel. Now, the Bible says that, um, from um, let me take from verse 7 again. But the angel said to me, why did you marvel? I'll tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which have seven heads and ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is, is not, and will ascend out of the bottomless pit. And go into position. Now let's take a look at verse 8 carefully. In Daniel's um, vision, the beast is referred to as an empire or a kingdom. The angel tells John here that the beast that he's looking at in Revelation is a beast who was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into into perdition. So this is this beast that we're talking about, which was a kingdom in, in Daniel's vision. What the angel was saying that the kingdom that is to come was a kingdom that that already was and is going to come again. The empire is going to come again. Um, this time it will not necessarily be as the empire that we know of in the old uh, in the old testament or even in the in the intertestamental period. But it gives us an indication of what, um, where the beast is coming from. That it was, and it's no more, but it's going to come again. And this time it will come to its destruction. And those who dwell on earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life, from the foundation of the world. When they see the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. So the beast was not, the, that kingdom wasn't, it was before, it's no more, and it's going to come this gives us some sort of pointer to um, where that final kingdom or that final empire will be coming from. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains. The Bible explains here. Seven mountains represent seven kingdoms on which the woman sits. And there are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is and the other has not yet come. When he comes, he must Continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is the, and is of the seventh and is going into perdition. So the eighth, the Bible tells us the beast that was, that is no more, is going to come again as the seventh kingdom or the seventh empire. And that seventh empire that is going to come. And so a lot of people have tried to, when they see um, 
there's the union of countries like when they when they see things like oh the european union then people begin to um people want to um point to the fact that okay this is what revelation is talking about but the bible we should um just read the prophecies of the bible understand what the bible is saying so the bible is telling us here that the ki that kingdom that is going to come as the eighth empire as the eighth kingdom it was before is going to come up again um it might not necessarily come in the same name and will not refer to it by the same name that we knew of it but i believe that the people of um whatever um, the people who are covering the geographical location are going to come up again as a new kingdom and um that kingdom is what is going to pro pro um, provide um produce the beast or the antichrist so um i, I think I'll, I'll touch again on the empires later i will explain that the ten horns which you saw are ten kings so the bible explained the ten horns here who have received no kingdoms at yet they have received authority from one they, I'm sorry, but they receive authority for one hour as, as kings with the beast. They have one mind. They will give their power and authority to the beast. They will make war with the lamp and the lamp will overcome them. For he is Lord of laws and king of kings. Those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Now the Bible tells us that there are, they are going to be kings. They are going to be kingdoms who will come together and give their power to the Antichrist. And so there's going to be an empire. There's going to be a particular kingdom that will come together. And they, those kings who form that empire, those kings who form that kingdom will give their power to the Antichrist. Like we said earlier, that the Antichrist will come like a man of peace, deceive the people. And then the people will form those people who will come together, those kings who will come together to form that strong nation or strong empire or strong kingdom will give their power to the beast. And that's how the beast will emerge as a leader of the world and the bible says they will, they will come together to make war now we saw in verse 16 how the devil deceived the whole world to come to war against jesus christ but bible says that they will make war with the lamb but the lamb will welcome them for he is lord of lord and king of kings and those who are with him very another very important point here is that those who are with him are called chosen and faithful now, the word chosen and faithful are only used to represent Christians in the Bible. When you read the Old Testament, the Bible, uh, I'm sorry, the New Testament, the Bible tells us that we are the chosen ones. When we start a revelation, the Bible tells us that the faithful church are going to be with Christ. They are going to be in the, So the word chosen is always used to represent the church. This is another strong indication that the church will be raptured. And when Jesus Christ is coming, he will be coming with the church. And so the Bible says those who are with him, those who are coming with Jesus Christ to this battle, to this war of Armageddon, are going to be called chosen and they are going to be called faithful. So the church, the saints, will be coming with Jesus Christ. Now, when we read Zechariah chapter 14, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5, it says that... Um, um, let me go back to the New King James Version. Verse 5, it says that then you shall flee through my you shall flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Azel, yet you shall flee. As you flee from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Thus the Lord my God will come, and all his saints with him. And so the saints will be coming with Jesus Christ to the war of Armageddon, will be coming with him. Some um some some New Testament verses talk about angels coming with him. Um, other verses talk about the saints coming with him. Um, it might be a combination of angels and the saints, but definitely the saints will be coming with Jesus Christ from the Scripture, and that means that for us to be coming with Jesus Christ from heaven to the earth means that we had already been raptured. We are with him in heaven, and now we are coming to the earth with him. This description, chosen and faithful, only fits the church. And no, it doesn't fit angels. The angels are not called faithful and chosen in the Old Testament. But we are the um, the royal priesthood, the peculiar nation. We are the ones who have been chosen. So we are the church who qualify for this identity. Then he said to them, the waters which you saw where the hallowed sits are people, um, multitude, nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw 
on the beast. This will hate the harlot because we will hate the harlot, make her dissolute and naked, eat her flesh and burn her, her with fire. For God has put into his into their heart to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. And so the Bible is saying that religious entity that will be set up before the before the manifestation of the Antichrist, the kingdom that is going to come up, those ten kings, will be in their heart to destroy that religious entity. And so the um, the religious entity or that false religion will have influence over a lot of people. But those ten kings who are on the side of the beast will come and fight against um, those the, the religious entity and would destroy that religious entity. Remember, one of the um, goals, one of the things that the Antichrist will want to do is to sit in a temple and call himself God and demand worship from the people. And so this false religion, he will have to clear, deal with this false religion before he can fulfill that goal that he wants to uh, he wants to fulfill. And those ten kings will give their power, ten kingdoms will give their power to the Antichrist. They will support the Antichrist. I'm sure they will force um they will form a strong, probably a military uh, strong force that will destroy um that um religious entity. And the Bible says that it was God who allowed this thing to happen. Just like the Bible tells us about Pharaoh, that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he could fulfill his purpose. And so we know, we have no, um, we have read about seven kingdoms um, that are going to come up. Now we know that there are already six kingdoms that have come up throughout the beginning of the earth. There is going to be a seventh one which will produce the eighth head, according to what Revelation um, teaches, that is going to be seven. Seven um, kingdoms. The seventh kingdom is going to produce the eight, eighth um, head. And so, so far, um, we know of this empires that have been, um, that have come up throughout the history of the world. There was the Egyptian empire. There was the Assyrian empire. There's the Bab uh, Babylonian empire, which um, was there at the time of Daniel's writing. There was, there was the Medo-Persian empire. Daniel lived in the middle partly in the middle Persian empire as well and then there was the greek empire then the roman empire and now there is going to be a seventh kingdom that the bible talks about a seventh beast that is going to come up and that seventh kingdom that is going to come up the seventh empire it might not necessarily be in the same format of how the old empires look like but that seventh empire is going to produce the eighth head according to revelation chapter 17 verse 11 so i'm just going to read uh, revelation 17 11 again now let me read from verse 9 bible says here is the mind which has wisdom the seventh head are the mountains on which the woman sits there are seven kings five have fallen one is and the other has not yet come five have fallen one is, and the other has not yet come. At a time where Daniel was, um, um, how do you call it? At a time that um, John was having the, um, the was writing the Revelation, there was the Roman Empire. The Bible is telling us in the book of Revelation that five have fallen. The Egyptian Empire had come. The Assyrian Empire had come. The Babylonian Empire had come. The Medo-Persian Empire had come. The Greek Empire had come. Had fallen. And at the time that John, John was writing the Revelation, there was the Roman Empire. And so the Bible says here again that um, five have fallen. One is, there was one at that time and has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue for a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself the eighth and is of the seventh. And so the eighth the eighth that we expect, the seventh that is going to come is the one who is going to produce the beast. And the beast is the eighth. Now, the Bible tells us that the beast is going to go into destruction. So whatever Satan has is going to come up with the Antichrist or everything, the Bible has already told us that 
it is going to fail it's not going to work and so whatever satan is going to do it's not going to work but um we should be mindful of the prophecy uh, um in the bible um the bible has talked about the seventh and has talking up has also spoken about the eighth the eighth which is also to come and so let's be mindful as we expect um as we await the coming of the lord amen it's it's past eight o'clock um shall we pray Um, Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. We pray, Lord, that you continue to open our minds to understand what um, you have already revealed to us in this book. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm a hand over to Pastor Steve.